Wow, it's so beautiful out here. Oh, hey everybody, welcome back. Um, it's my birthday today. Uh, I'm not really a birthday person, but you know, it's another, it's another one more game around the earth. So why not celebrate? Because it ain't like this shit is easy. So. You know, we should be celebrating for whatever reason that we can. So, oh, all right, sir. Um, as you can hear, I'm outside in my beautiful, lovely co-host's house. I hope you guys can hear the birds. I love spring. And it could be because I'm a spring baby, but I've always loved spring. I love the temperate weather of spring. <laughs> but yes, today's my birthday. I'm 33, and there's so many things that I feel like I'm open enough to talk about now. I'm, I'm open enough to kind of really have a real nigga conversation about what life has been like for me up until now, up until 33. Because as you guys know, 33 is a very spiritual number. You know, even, even if you don't believe in spirituality and different dimensions and all of those things. If you're a Christian, you know that Jesus died at 33. There's always something, ma'am, golly. I can't get upset because I'm outside. So, you know, I just don't get it. Like we all have to have on masks. So why is your phone on speaker? You know what? Fine. Because I already said the last time, I ain't fist to cuss nobody. The sky is so clear. That is the beauty, but you know, I also live in New York, so it's constant sirens, but the sky is clear. It's just beautiful out here. I done lost track of what I was talking about because that's what I do. But um, yeah, 33. Um, yeah, so if you're a Christian, you know that Jesus died at 33. Even if you don't believe in anything that has to do with religion, as humans, the brain, the brain picks up patterns and you notice things in threes and that's something very spiritual and very divine and there's something about the number three and there's something very deeply spiritual about the number 33 and I feel like this would be a great day to just sit and talk some bullshit nothing scripted I don't have a plan you know usually I have like an outline I have what I want to talk about and some pointers. I ain't got no damn outline. We just gonna go for it today. It's gonna be 30, oh, okay. Well, you listen, I hear something unlock. I need to know what the hell is going on. You ain't fist to get me in no trunk. But um, <laughs> again, off track. See, I got, but you know, I'm a real G. I'm, I, got, tr I got three of them things. Three again, triple OG. I say that all the time. I don't play them games. So when I'm outside, always, the only place I don't look for, the only place I don't look is up because I don't expect nothing to come from the sky, but my, I keep my head on a swivel. So being outside, I'm constantly looking around, but yeah, get in the car is beautiful because we ain't supposed to be outside. Bring your ski mask because we finna take a ride. Come on, beautifuls. I'll be right back. Hey, and we're back and we're inside now. I have the door open so you can still hear her. I mean, not the door, the window opens. So you can still hear her. But yes, birthday things. Quarantine birthday, 33rd birthday, 
life at 33 and and let's get back into the numerology of things like you know we see you know we as humans our brains are susceptible to patterns if you believe that you know we are spiritual beings having a human experience you begin to see signs of that everywhere you know numbers stick out to you you begin to see synchronicities like you know repeating numbers you know they call them angel numbers and a lot of the time people see threes three they see you know the brain picks up patterns so you see things in threes sets of threes you see three or 33 or 333 or 333 you know sixes nines you know for a long time there's like a conspiracy about the number 23 the 23 was a horrible year for me i'm getting off topic let's get back to what we're talking about we're talking about 33 um you know just like in numerology when you there's always something with threes you know 33 is a master number just like 11 and 20 just like 11 and 22 you know if you like if you're if you're a life number a life path number 33 you're supposed to be the enlightened one you're supposed to be the one that you know uplifts uplifts everybody the one that kind of gets people on the right path like i think number 22 is the master builder i can't remember what 11 is i'm a life path seven so i never really <laughs> looked into stuff like like you know if it wasn't seven i wasn't really looking into it like i looked into the other ones but i'm like okay that's interesting seven was the one that you know that I honed in on because that was my life path number but um yeah, uh, so yeah, the 33 for a life path number, um, if you're, if you're Muslim, you study Islam and you get your prayer beads, there's 99 beads, they're set, in, they're, they're divided into three sets of 33, you know, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine and he told me that yesterday, he's like, yeah, 33 is significant, I don't know why people like shrug it off, you know, in Hinduism, there's 33 de deities, like 33 gods like there's so many times that 33 pops up and like i said one of the ones that most people really relate to identify with or know is the christian concept of jesus being you know arrested you know being betrayed arrested and crucified at 33 and it's in like to me i i try to figure out like what does that mean why is it that that's the number? Why is it threes or 33s? There's something highly, highly spiritual about threes and, and the age 33. And I have a twin sister. Shout out to Corn. Y'all know Corn. I talk about her all the time. She just ain't never around. But um, I was speaking to her and she's, and she's very like, you know, the motorcycles. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what it is about the Bronx. They feel the need for the motorcycles. But um, she's she's I won't I don't want to say religious because it makes it seem like she doesn't have a mind of her own. But she she found Jesus and she's very happy in that place. And she just kept saying, you know, because when I say it's my Jesus year, when I was saying, you know, I'm about to be 33, you know, that's that's the year of Jesus. Like she would kind of like look at me and she's like, you say it as a joke, but I feel that it's way more important than that. And I was like. Well, you know, girl, it is important. She was like, yeah, but she's like, you joke about it, but you know that it's important. Something's gonna, something is gonna change this year. Something is gonna make sense. 
And I sat and I thought about that all morning. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? Like, why would she say that? And Corn, a lot of the time is, okay, her name is Courtney. My name is Sydney. Her name is Courtney. I call her Corn because she can be a cornball most times. People think like, you know, oh, it's some sweet twin thing. No, I call her Corn because she's a cornball. And, you know, you give somebody a, a nickname when you're young and it just sticks. So, like some people have like Scooter or Momo or Lala. She has Corn. But I'm the only person who calls her Corn. Nobody calls her Corn but me. But uh, <laughs> again, off the topic, but I love my sister and it's her birthday too. Happy birthday, Corn. But um, I was, I was just like, you know, why is Corn like... Because she says things, Corn says profound things all the time. And she says it in a real matter-of-fact way. She'll just say some shit that'll fuck up your life and go about her day. Like, she'll blink and walk away. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, do you know what you just said? And she's like, yeah. Like I said, this, that, and the third. Like, I'll say something and people will be like, oh my god. And I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> so, you know, we're twins, but we are, we are so alike that we're different, you know. And that doesn't make sense. And I think you have to be a twin. You have to be born with someone to let me let me just cut that for a minute and, and talk about the significance, at least to me, of being a twin. And I tell people this all the time. Everybody says, I would love to be a twin. I want to have a twin. I wish I had a twin. A lot of people don't realize what that means. What it means is, is it is great to go through life with somebody. Everybody does the whole, you know, I was born by myself. I'm going to die by myself thing. I can't say that. I was born, I was second born of two. So I can't say that. But it's something about having somebody with you every day of your life. I don't know what my life looks like without her. And there are times where like, you know, and everybody has these moments where you have like these really insane thoughts and, and you have to change the channel. Like Jenny says all the time, you got to change the channel. And there are times where I'm like, oh my God, what, what if something happens to my sister? Like, I don't know how to live life without my sister. I've never thought about, you know, I'm crying. I always cry when I talk about corn in that way, but it's like, people don't realize like, yeah, everybody wants to have a twin because it sounds fun and everybody gets to dress alike and y'all get to do things together and people are like, oh, sister, sister, or like the Olsen twins. But when you have somebody who's literally walking, your, your heart is outside of your body in somebody else. And she makes her own decisions and she lives her own life and you're constantly, I'm constantly like, what corn what are you doing corn and she calls me like Sid what's going on what are you doing do you need something it's nobody understands that that life that that overly protective like I'm so protective of my of my sister because she is me literally like I say all the time you know with black women you know I'm a, I'm a reflection of you sis or everything like yeah and, and that is true but when I talk about corn like she is me literally she is the other half of me so when, when people talk about soulmates and your soulmate being your other half, I'm like, I must be cut up into like quarters or thirds or something because corn, you know, she got, she got me and like, you know, so like that, the twin thing is great, 
but it's another thing that people sensate that people sensationalize oh love to be a twin oh it's so fun but it's like it's fun but you have your heart outside of your body there's a person that until I, and a, a big thing came after 30 with me is to stop comparing myself to my sister. And that happened in my mid-20s. I would compare myself to so like Then you have somebody who's like a constant comparison and not just like an older sister where somebody says, oh, she's older than you. She's lived longer or a younger sister where it's like, oh, she's younger. She's a lot more freer with her. So like, you know, she doesn't have as much inhibition. It's like, no, we on the same track. She is literally... My mother had a cesarean. She was born at 9.05. I was born at 9.06. We are a minute apart. And couldn't be more alike and more different. But, yeah, I love my twin. And she always puts things into perspective for me. She has two beautiful boys. I have no kids. And there are times where, you know, I always get depressed around Mother's Day and my birthday. Because, like, I've always wanted to be a mom. And people would say, Sydney, you're so great with kids. You know, I'm a teacher. They're like, you're so great with kids. You're so smart. You know, you teach them so well. Like, kids really shape up around you. They don't play around you. And when are you going to have kids? And I'm like, girl, uh, I ain't worried about no kids right now. I don't want to do that. But deep in my heart, I've always really wanted to have kids. And every time Mother's Day comes around, I get sad. Especially, like, the older I get, when I don't have, like, you, you start saying to yourself, you know, the one thing you want, you don't have. Everybody, you know, everybody, you know, is celebrating. And, like, my sister, she would, and she always, every Mother's Day, she's like, here's your Mother's Day card. Here's a Mother's Day gift. And I'm like, cool, and I ain't got no kids. She was like, you think I could take care of these kids without you? And their father is in their life. But she's like, it's nothing like having you there. So she always, like, and my little brother, too, he, every year he sends me, you know, a ghost face song. <laughs> but. You know, she's so great in just making me, making me feel like I didn't fail at life. And now I'm beginning to see that. And I never say this stuff out loud. So I think that this, this new, this 33 year, I really just, I'm beginning to be really open with things I used to be ashamed of. Things I used to be like, man, I shouldn't really say this. Now I don't give a fuck. I'm just like, this is where I am. And somebody else might be there. You know, like, my sister says to me all the time, I would jump in your skin if I could. Single, with no kids, you can drop everything and go where you want, do what you want. Like, you know, I can't do that. And I'm like, I understand that. It's difficult, it's really difficult when you are, when you are wanting something, that the person who has what you want says, no, 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 what you have is good. I want that. Because even though I realize, like, you know, I get so down because I'm coming from a place of lack. Once that stuff kind of turns around, you know, I'm vibrating high again. You know, from Mother's Day to midnight, like when I turned 30, like when I turned 33, like it turned midnight, my seniors on my dance team sent me this beautiful video. And it's just like student after student saying thank you. I wouldn't be the person that I am without you. I wouldn't, like, like who I am as a person is deeply affected by your direct influence on me. And it was like student after student kept saying, because, and, and it was nothing that, and, that, and they all said it was nothing that you did. You listened to me. You gave me advice. If it was not for you just being yourself, 
for you telling me to get some place and sit down, for you to tell me like, oh, you crying over that boy? Oh, okay. So this is what we doing now. We just we just don't care about ourselves at all. <laughs> like, you know, there's just like you being who you are and me being able to experience you. One girl, one girl, Nicole, she was like, for you to explain to me that love is not possession, it's experience. Changed my life. And I'm only 17. Thank God that you that I'm beginning to realize that now at 17 and not at 30. And that's what I would say to them all the time. If you can get just get one thing that I'm saying. At 15, at 16, at 17 and not at 30, I would have done my job. And I and I feel like I I get away from that a lot because you go, you know, all of my friends have kids and this. And then it's like, you know, comparison. And I tell kids not to compare themselves to other people, and I sit here and I do it. So, like, you know, getting that video and seeing 20 kids just back to back, like, you know, it's quarantine and they're seniors. And I've had them since the sixth grade in some capacity. And they're just like, you know, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't be the way I am. It's crazy when you don't see your, inf- your impact on other people. And I'm beginning to. So that really, that really boosted me. (laughs) So I'm in a great place now. Like usually I tell people all the time, I don't like my birthday. Like Mother's Day and my birthday, I'm really not into those things. Because to me, it used to be a constant reminder that you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not at the goal that you put yourself to. And you can't do that. The moment that you give yourself a timeline, you jack your shit up. Because people used to, I, I forgot what my mom used to say all the time. Like, you want to, do you want to hear God laugh? She's like, do you know what God's laugh sounds like? And in my head, I'm like, thunder. <laughs> She's like, no, God's laugh is when you make a plan and it fails. Because you're not the one who makes the plans. You do. Everything that you need is set in front of you. You just do. When you come across the tools, you pick them up and then you use them. If you think that you're going to do something you're going to hear a big laugh because God's going to say, you're going to do what I want you to do. And you don't need to know what it is yet. You need to have faith. And I think that that's what this, this Jesus year is. So uh, let's talk about, let's talk about the Jesus year really quickly. The Jesus year is basically turning 33, right? So there's supposed to be this, like when I talk about, and I've always heard and thought about people turning 30 like 30 this big light was supposed to go off and your life is supposed to change forever and I remember having like the one birthday party that I had like my best friend from work and my best friend outside of work got together and threw a surprise birthday party for me now if you don't know me and I mean really know me (laughs) if you really know me you know that you cannot surprise me. I don't play surprises. I don't like surprises. I'm very bougie. I know what I like. I am very like Lady Twitty. If you go throw me a surprise party, there better be doves coming out of the ceiling. I want fresh flowers. I want like, <laughs> I want live musicians. So not like that, but you know, on that scale, I've always been that way. So every year, the kids on my dance team would try to throw me a surprise party. And I would always, like, say, what are y'all doing? I know you're planning something. We're not planning, well, hopefully all of the decorations are yellow. 
because I like yellow. <laughs> you know, the control thing. I had to control everything. And this year, when I finally started letting go of the control, we ended up being quarantined. And, you know, there were so many things I wanted to do for my seniors. Like I said, I've had them since the sixth grade in some capacity, whether it's teaching them history or, you know, in the sixth grade or, you know, having them on my dance team from the seventh grade to the 12th grade. These are, these are girls who have been with me for six years, for seven years of their life. They stayed with me from some of them, like half of them would be with me from eight o'clock in the morning to 6.30 at night. Some of them will come to me at 2.30 and stay with me until 6.30, three times a week. These were my kids. They are my kids. They are my children. And they, you know, they committed to colleges. They're supposed to go to prom. We were deciding like, we were trying to figure out prom dress colors and I was helping them with designs and they were like, you know, Miss Hill, you have to go to prom this year. So you need to figure out what your prom look is going to be. And graduation, I already had my leopard dress for graduation because I was planning to be a complete fool because those are my kids. And this fucking corona this fucking quarantine it snatches that moment away from my babies i wanted to have a signing day party for them you know one of my one of my closest babies her birthday is on the 11th and she's turning 18 i wanted to have this amazing party for her and like tell her you know the moment you graduate we finally get to be friends and i'm gonna take you to brunch and we're gonna do this and that and i can't do it i couldn't do it that's another thing that Corona snatched from me. So, it, all right. So, I'm back. I, I'm trying, I'm working on being a lot more open. So, I was, I, I got my, I started feeling anger and resentment and I was already crying so I had to step away and take a take a minute but yeah um let's let's get off of that and again like I said this is like the birthday one (laughs) where it's like (laughs) I have no plan (laughs) it's just it is what it is (laughs) so yeah, I talked about corn. I talked about the kids. And one thing that I learned, and I kind of touched on this a little earlier, we're like, you know, we're told that when you're, when you turn 30, a light goes off. And at this, 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 there's this huge, like, kind of communal thought in our, in our zeitgeist that by 30, you're supposed to have your life. You're supposed to be getting your life together. By 30, everything is going to fall into place. And when you're in your 20s, you know, you can experiment. You can do all different types of stuff. And then when you get to your 30s, you hunker down and everything comes together. You're supposed to be married with kids and white picket fence. You're supposed to have your career together. You're supposed to have, like, you know, your home. And you travel every summer. And, you know, and that's and the amount of anxiety that I had going into my 30s 
And I'm like, whatever this light bulb is that's supposed to go on, it's not going on. I am failing horribly at adulting. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was comparing myself to everything and everyone and, you know, throwing myself into relationships that really wasn't worth it because I couldn't be by myself because if I'm by myself, how am I going to have these kids? And I have to have these kids now because I'm 30. And if I keep waiting, then I'm not going to be able to have kids. And I don't want to like be old and so many worries. And I started like pouring myself into these into guys and, and into friends like I really did not understand the concept of self-love until after I turned 30 and even even through then and I feel like I, and of course I didn't master self-love yet that's I don't think that's something that you can truly truly master I think you're ever working on it but I realized a few months before my before today before my 33rd birthday like I let go of a really close friend my best friend and I knew and that's the that's the thing and that's the thing about every single one of us we have an intuition and please excuse the sirens the city is talking to you like I not a day goes by where sirens are not blaring blaring <laughs> but um that's a that's a beautiful thing about us we know. We know. You know when a friendship is not right. You know when a relationship is not right. You know? You We always extend ourselves so thoroughly to other people that we, that we forego ourselves. We fold on ourselves. Because if somebody else can love me, then that's something that I don't have to do. I don't have to focus on that. I don't have to focus on the trauma. If I can get somebody to love me from even in spite of all the things that I've been through, then I've made it. And it's not until going through this process of really working through stuff that I realize that the prize is me. If I get to the point that I can keep you in my space, regardless of everything that I've been through and everything that you're trying to that you're trying to get yourself together with, then okay, that's great. I started, like, I used to be so afraid of rejection that it would cripple me. I didn't go for jobs. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't, like, try to do things for, like, school opportunities because I was so worried that somebody was going to say no. Well into my 20s. And then I started teaching and and these girls would come up to me and and say, I like this boy and I don't know what to do. He's going to, I'm so afraid. And I'm like, girl, just walk up to him and, and, and say what's up (laughs) the worst he can do is say no and I didn't and I didn't I never took my own advice I was just like yeah the worst thing he can do is say no it wasn't so y'all guys know how I feel about Ghostface Killer and I always hate to bring it back to Ghostface Killer but it's important because it's a huge part of my life well not a huge part of my life but it's a very important part of my life and I was in love with this man like I said since I was like 13 20 years this is now 20 years and I was, I remember I was talking to Jenny one day and I was like, I was like, Jenny Lynn Hart, y'all should be following her. Like, if you're listening to this and y'all are not following her, what, what happened? Follow me on why underscore not underscore pod and tell me what you need. Do you need me to introduce y'all 
don't be afraid of her. I mean, she's, she do be, she do buck sometimes, but it's necessary. Jenny is a wonderful person to follow because she's going to tell you the truth the way it is. And she's doing it from a place of love. Y'all got to get on it. Jenny Lynn Hart, three T's in that B. Y'all got to get with her. But um, I'm like, yeah, Jenny, should I like, should I just like DM him? And she's like, you haven't DM'd him yet? <laughs> she's like, you've been in love with this man for 20 years and you ain't said nothing to him. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's going to think I'm a groupie. He's going to think I'm a stalker. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like, and like, she's like, girl, just just do it. And I'm like, mm, 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 OK. And the first time I DM'd him, I was so nervous. My hands were shaking. And I've DM'd him plenty of times since, and he's never responded. So, but that's not the point. That's not the point of doing it. The point of it was that I did it. I stepped out of myself and I said, look, here I am. And yeah, I got no response, but so what? And every time, and now I'll be like, oh, hey, happy Ramadan. You know, Ramadan Mubarak, you know, hey, like, I'm like, what's going on? you know, had a bad day today, just wanted to check in with you, see if you're okay. Like, I DM him all the time now. You know why? Because the thing that was scaring me, I realized wasn't so scary. Like, it, I don't know how else to put it. The moment that you step out on yourself and you believe in yourself, the worst that he can say is, I'm married, or, you know, I ain't interested. And then it's like, okay. What that got to do with anything that I texted you? How was your day? Like, what the hell? I'm not looking for marriage. I'm looking for your, for you to be my friend. <laughs> you know, however you however you clean it up. But like, you can't be afraid to step out and put yourself out there because you're afraid of rejection. Rejection is a sign of possession. You're afraid that somebody does not want to possess you. You're afraid that somebody doesn't see the value in you that they want to have you. And that's not what this is about. It's about you really saying, I'm the one. I'm the one. Like, I, I tell people all the time, and it's not just my kids I say it to. I say it to people whenever they ask me. I'm always the baddest bitch when I step in the room. And I curse. I don't care how you feel about it. Sorry, guys. I don't, and I'm not sorry. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm the baddest bitch in the room. I'm always one of the smartest people in the room. I'm always one of the most caring people in the room. I am the best friend, the best sister, the best daughter, the best teacher. I'm the best at everything that I do. And not because I think that I'm better than anybody else, but I know that I'm working every day to be my best self. I don't compare myself with nobody. I don't compare myself with myself. Like people like to say, oh... I don't compare myself with nobody. I'm only trying to be better than I was yesterday. I'm not the same person I was 20 minutes ago when I had to cut this off and get myself together and start and stop crying and get out of that trauma place of me feeling bad about not having kids. I'm not the same person I was then. I don't compare myself to who I was before. I definitely don't compare myself to others because everybody's walk is different. My walk is different than my walk three years ago. My walk is different than it was 10 years ago. My walk is going to be different when I turn 40. I don't have time to compare. I have time to improve. I have time to reflect. I have time to really say, okay, listen, to take a moment and sit. Like I, meditation sounds really 
daunting sometimes because it's like I have to sit down and I have to like stop thinking and just be. You'll get to a point where you can sit down and you can just be, but just sit, just sit. Sometimes it's just as simple as just sitting and observing the thoughts that come to you. I used to tell my students when we were in class, the first five minutes, we're going to step into our garden. You sit down and you're a flower. You're a flower and as you breathe in, your petals expand and when you breathe out, they come back in. And any thoughts that you have, they're like raindrops and you, you observe them and they bounce off of you and then they, and then they evaporate. Because that's what your thoughts are. They come in, you observe them, and you let them go. But when we start harboring onto thoughts, and, and that's when things start to fester, and then you get sick. And then things begin to manifest. Your thoughts manifest. What you believe becomes. Because you put so much energy into it. So yeah. Being rejected, that doesn't bother me anymore. Because... I'm the one. You getting with me, you're blessed. You getting to be my friend, you're blessed. When I tell you, I, I'm not worried about anybody else. Ever. And I knew. Every time I come, I come up against somebody, I said, you know what? This isn't working. I'm putting way too much into this. I'm pouring way too much from myself. You know, you're supposed to give people what flows out of your cup like I spoke like I said before I think it was like episode two where I was when we, we were talking about what we owe each other and I was like you know you're supposed to you, you gotta you gotta fill up your cup and then everything everybody gets what overflows and once I realized that I started tilting my cup I would say to myself like you know what this ain't gonna work and then you start looking for the right time well what's the right time I can say like for myself a personal story I had a friend who I was just like, you know what? And she's not a bad person. It's just like, you know, people grow apart. You begin to see things differently. And I would try to say, you know, there were a lot of toxic, you know, you people trauma bond. It's like, oh, you know, you get around somebody, you get around your friends and you can, you can be feeling great. You can be like... I'm having a great day. I've been single. I've been personally, I've been single for like two years. I could be like, oh, I feel great. Like, you know, and then I I would get around her and she was dating a guy and she'd be like, oh, you know, these niggas ain't shit. Like he was supposed to hang out with me. He stood me up. And then like, next thing you know, I'm out of my high vibes and I'm like, yeah, these dudes ain't shit. I remember like a couple of years ago, I was supposed to meet this guy here. And then I'm right back to a place that I had no intention on going. And then you, you, like, you know, you do all of that trauma bonding and you say, you know, it's good. Don't worry. Blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, they walk in away and they feel better. And she used to say that to me all the time. Like, I feel so much better talking to you. Every time I, every time I talk to you, I feel so much better. And then I hang up the phone and I'm like, <sighs> like, I need to take a nap. Or, you know, I end up, I ended up hanging up the conversation and being in a funky mood. Or lashing out at somebody or like, you know, sending a nasty text or something like that. And I'm like, yo, what? I was in such a good mood. And that's another thing. Like, people are so worried. And I know I'm like, that's another thing. That's another thing. Again, I have no notes. So y'all got to roll with me because <laughs> it's all in my head. So many people are worried about relationships, romantic relationships. The relationships y'all really need to be worried about, that we really need to be worried about, are our friendships. 
because when you're in a friendship you put down like when you get when you're in a romantic relationship you put up all of these guards and these walls because the last thing you want to be is hurt right so yeah we'll do I'll, I'll talk to you about what you want to talk to you what you want me to talk to you about whatever you want me to do I'll do it like you know those 90s love songs you know whatever you need me to do I'm gonna do it I love you I want you to leave me anything you need you know you start you start folding on yourself you start doing a lot of self-sabotage like you know oh I I like my hair being straight you want me to be natural girl so you cut so I cut all my hair off and then it's like all of this work (laughs) I couldn't do anything on Sundays because it took me all day to wash my hair wash it condition it comb it decondition it detangle it do some type of like protective style and that is not me I don't want to do that I loved having my hair permed and straight or you know and I and you get I got with a guy and he was like I really love you natural like come on queen you're such a like you know you know you know queen no you know get back to your essence you know love you natural blah 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 whatever nigga and then I'm like oh what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) And even after getting out of that relationship, I was still natural for like, I was natural for almost like 18 months. And then New Year's came and I'm like, yo, what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to be natural anymore. And don't get me wrong. I think natural women are beautiful. I think women in their essence, whatever you want that to be is beautiful. If you're natural, if you have faux locks, if you have actual locks, if you have permed hair, straightened hair, like whatever you want. It's fine. It didn't. It doesn't make me less black to have processed hair. Like I listen, y'all don't want to talk to me about black issues. Y'all don't want to talk to me about black history because we can go there. So the way my hair looks has nothing to do with who I am as a person. And I feel like I I I folded on myself. I said, you know what? I love him. I don't want to lose him. He wants me to be natural, so I'm just gonna shave my head and be natural. Everybody was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And I was like, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And it wasn't. And I was so consumed with that relationship. And then I had my friend, my friend on the side was like, I don't like him for you. I don't care if he makes you happy. I don't like him for you. The fact that you're changing stuff about yourself, I don't like. And a part of that was genuine. And another part of that was control. It was, I had to learn. I had to learn for myself who was experiencing me and who was trying to possess me and sometimes the people are we're trying to choose between men and friends you need to let them both go and that I literally came to that realization you need to let them both go I realized with my friend a lot later it was it was 18 months later but it was just like I'm not responsible for your happiness. I'm not responsible for your comfort. I'm not responsible for you. You have to come to me, a healthy, happy person. And I can build with you on that. I can be with you with that. But I can't, I can't make you happy. I can't make you comfortable. If you're looking for me to do that, you're never going to be happy with me. You're never going to be content. And I just, I realized that I spent so much time being uncomfortable. You know, I'm not a people person. I keep telling people that. And everybody's like, everybody says, you're, you say you're not a people person, but you're the most friendliest person I know. And I am friendly. 
I'm not nice. I'm not a nice person. I'm friendly. I'm not a people person. I don't like being around people. I'd rather be by myself. I'm the most extroverted introvert you'll ever meet. (laughs) I don't mind like hanging out with people, but I got to be ready to go home when I'm ready to go home. That's just the way that I am. And I realized that, you know, she would invite me places with her friends and she would say, you know, it would be gaslighting. Oh, you don't want to go out with my friends because you don't want to share me. No trick. I don't want to share me. I don't want to share my energy with people because I don't like people like that. I want to hang out with people I don't know. And just because they're your friends, that doesn't make them my friends. Because I never attract people who are like me. I always attract, I always attract the exact opposite of who I am. So I don't want to hang out with people who are like you. I hang out with you because I like you. I don't want to hang out with them. So then it's like, you know, I never invite you any place because you always have an attitude. Because what happens is I go out. I fold on myself, I betray myself, and I go out knowing I don't want to go out. And then I get upset because I'm ready to go. Because I never wanted to come in the first place. And now everybody's night is fucked up. Because I folded on myself. So now I, I, had, to, I had to get to a point that I just started saying no. Because I will do everything you want to do. But when I want to do something, you don't want to go. And that's another thing. When you start really fucking with you when you start fucking with you big time people the people who not really fucking with you are going to get upset people who don't respect the shit you do when people don't respect self-love they're not going they're going to be upset with you they're going to start calling it ego they're going to call it everything else Because when I started going places by myself and doing the things that I like to do and being happy all the time, it was a problem. You never invite me anywhere. You only do what you want to do. Like, that's mad selfish. I don't understand why you got to sit. Why I don't, why I can't do stuff with you. Why can't I go to the places you don't just, why can't you just buy me a ticket? Why can't I go? Why can't I just like, I'll pay you back. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about me seeing that I, seeing something that I want to do and doing it. It's that simple. It's not about. It's not about you. And some and sometimes people are so into themselves that they don't realize that what you're doing is for you. So the question the question then becomes how, how do you do you fuck with you or not? That's the only way I can put it. Do you fuck with you or not? And it, and I know that it it drills deeper down to like, you know, do you love yourself? And we all love ourselves. And like you have to be at a really low place to say, "Oh, I I don't love myself." You have to be in a really low place to be like, I don't even love myself. So even in my distortions, even when I was doing things to hurt myself, I loved myself. I just didn't know how to love myself. So it wasn't that I didn't love myself. I just didn't know how. But once I figured out what the fuck that meant, I started fucking with myself heavy. I've always loved myself, but it's like, do you, can you be your own friend? I'm my own best friend. I fuck with me harder than I fuck with anybody else. So it's like, do you fuck with yourself or not? And I know I said I was going to curse, but I think this is the most most cussing I've done. I don't want to make it. My intent is not to make you guys uncomfortable. My intent is that you guys understand how serious this is. Because I feel like in turning 33, a lot of the things that I was worried about, you know, worried about being conceived, worried about being perceived, 
trying to control how people saw me. I'm not worried about those things anymore. I'm here. You either gonna love me or you gonna leave me alone. I remember Jay Z. It was what it was on that album with Death of Auto Tune. He had a song with Kid Cudi, and he said like in the, in the beginning of the song, he just kept, he just kept saying, "You go, you either love me or you leave me alone." You either love me or you leave me alone. I was so quick to get in a tattooed on myself. If I wanted to get tattooed on myself, all of the things I said that I wanted to get tattooed on myself, there would be no room for anything. I have so many lyrics that I want to tattoo on myself. But yeah, you either love me or you leave me alone. And I meant that. And when I first started getting into that into that bag, people would be like, oh, that's so selfish. Oh, you say that? Like, why are you, you trying to hide from people? you so guarded. And I realize that a lot of it is not what you're saying it is. It's self-love. You're going to accept me for who I am or you're going to walk away. As a matter of fact, you don't have to walk away. I'll walk away. You know, so I, I, that's another thing that I felt like I wanted to talk about. I wanted to, I had a, I had a whole show on friendship. And when I, when I heard it back, so many of my distortions were popping out. There was so much blame and so much like, and, and this person did this. And so I did this and I'm right. Cause I did this. And it's, it's not about that. It's not about right or wrong. It's never about right or wrong. I realize that I'm not going in that direction anymore. I need to go this way. And sometimes a lot of the time, a lot of the time, the friends that you have from childhood are not going your way. They're not. They're not going. They don't, they don't come across the same experiences that you do. They don't come to the same epiphanies that you do. And you can't take them with you. I knew. I knew. I knew. She texted me, the friend that I'm talking about that I had, that, that we ended up deciding to part ways she texted me after new year's and she said what you left me in 2019 i was like what are you talking about she was like oh because you know you're not calling me like i could when am i gonna see you like when are we gonna do stuff and i knew there's a reason why i knew she couldn't come with me i knew that where i was going i, I couldn't i couldn't take her with me but i was just like you know you can't force spirit is not gonna allow you the cosmos are not going to allow you. God, Yahweh, who, whatever you believe in, it's not going to allow you to do what it doesn't want you to do. Like earlier, I said, you know, God wants you to do. And I was telling my mom, like, oh, yeah, I was recording the podcast. And I was telling I was telling them about how you said, God, you know, you're supposed to do. And my mom said, I never said that. I was like, I was talking about the thing with the thunder and God laughing and, sh- and, and you know, if you want to you hear God laugh, make a plan. She said, no, you're supposed to be. You don't do. God does. You be. You accept the gifts. You accept the blessings. And then you turn that into something. You have it work for you. You don't do anything. That's why your shit keep falling apart because you're trying to do. Stop trying to control shit. Like my mom, like she likes to go in on me. And I don't know where that comes from. It comes from me thinking that I know something and then she'd be like, you don't know shit. And it's true. I don't know nothing. I really I, like that's the one thing I've come to come to grips with. I know things, but I don't know everything. And I'm so OK with that. I love that. I love I, it. There, it's such there's such a pure thing about being in a place where it's just like. I don't know. Teach me. You know, I'm here. I showed up. Like I say to my students all the time, 
you win the battle when you show up. Because if you show up, you get the experience. Whether it goes right or left, you get the experience. If you don't show up, you lose. When you fold on yourself, you lose. When you decide not to go for an opportunity because you're afraid that it's not going to work for you, you lose. How do you not believe in yourself? You got to believe in something. You got to, most importantly, you got to believe in you. You got to believe in you like I believe in you. There's nothing that we can, that I can't do. There's nothing that you can't do. I might scare myself out of doing shit, but then I do it. That's, that's even the whole thing with the podcast. You just do it. Why not? Every time I'm afraid to do something, I just say, why not? And I get up and do it. And it's the best experience. It's the best experience. Even if I fall on my ass, even if it's wrong, it's the best experience. And I, that's that's important. And I'm not saying that in friendship or in relationships that people don't mean you harm. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that people don't do don't don't do you dirty. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't go into things looking to be the victim. I don't go into things saying, "Oh, well, you know, I I guess like I I guess I did something wrong or this person did something to me because you know, oh, hmm, <laughs> you know." So um, I'm going to I'm going to just take a second because I feel myself rambling and I want to get and I and I kind of want to get a little more um, a little more positive. So I'm just I just I'm going to pause this for a minute just to like recenter myself, just breathe and like, you know, sit with myself for like five minutes and then I'm going to come back. Like, I'm not going to have you guys sitting with with this running for five minutes while I get my thoughts together. But <laughs> give me a second. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I just needed to take some time. And, um... Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. That wasn't five minutes. It is now the next day. <laughs> um, you know, I thought that I was going to finish the show on my actual birthday. And I I didn't, like, I couldn't. I started getting phone calls and, you know, some of my friends from work wanted to have a Zoom party. So we ended up having a Zoom party until like 10 o'clock. And then, you know, my homegirl B be unapologetic that it her her she, okay girl all right let me i gotta breathe my friend brandy my sister my rosebud my rosebud mommy she has a podcast called be unapologetic where she talks about how to be you with no apologies kind of like a lot of the stuff that I was that I was talking about yesterday and I listened to her podcast last night and I was like oh shit because she brought up so many things <laughs> that I spoke about yesterday 
And I, I DM'd her. I was like, girl, I'm going to have to delete my whole podcast. <laughs> we spoke about so many things. And she's like, don't delete any of it. She was like, if you spoke about it and I spoke about it and we didn't even know that we were talking about the same thing, then that means the message needs to get out. And you say it your way and I say it mine. So, you know, I just shout out to B and I really want you guys to listen to her podcast, Be Unapologetic. You know, y'all know the rundown of the podcast. You know, my soul fam, we have Jenny Lynn Hart with spiritual shit. You guys, you guys got to tune into these podcasts. I mean, if we're like, I, I get it. There's a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes getting through the day is difficult. But there's these these podcasts and poem casts are so uplifting. And they're and they're really great ways to help get through these situations. Like hearing Nitty Nell, you know, show business. Wait, oh, show business. What the hell am I talking about? Um. Now I have to look it up. I'm sorry, guys. So we have Be Unapologetic. My girl Brandy, she goes by, you know, her sh- her shit is Be Unapologetic. And that's what it is. She's teaching you how to be unapologetic, you know. Then Nitty Nil, stay hydrated, mind your business, and show love. It came to me at the, like, last minute. <laughs> stay hydrated comes first. Stay hydrated, mind your business, and show love. I wanted to say, like, drink water for some reason, but I think it's because of stay hydrated. I think it's because it's stay hydrated. I kept trying. I kept saying, like, is it stay, like, drink water, mind, show love, show love, drink water, mind your business. No. <laughs> stay hydrated, mind your business, and show love. Um, Jenny, Jenny Lynn Hart with spiritual shit. A lot of people think that conventional medicines and practices make you better I've realized in going to therapy and doing all these things they string you along they're like oh we just got to the bottom of this problem oh there's an even bigger problem come back next week and we'll talk about that problem so it's like you never really get healed you never have to heal like you just say what you want you say what the problem is and then you leave And then you come back and you talk again. There's never any work to be done once you leave. It's just like, that's what it is. It's just that. And like, when I hear Jenny talk, or when I hear Nitty talk, or I hear B, or Q's Q's poem cast, when she's talking about, you know, our wombs, or one dope ass goddess in her poetry it's so beautiful it's like these are things these way these creative outlets people pay people pay to be made better to be cultivated by the art by these arts with the poems and people pay for sessions people pay you know to hear the gems that are being dropped in these podcasts and it's like I get that there's so much going on, but you're getting a life, a lifetime's worth of game for free. For free. Why not? So stay hydrated. Mind your business. Show love. Nitty nil. Spiritual shit. Jenny Lynn Hart. Be unapologetic. That. Ooh. She talking real shit. 
And I know it's real shit because we're mirroring each other. <laughs> At least this episode and her last episode, we're mirroring each other. One dope-ass goddess, sunflower on a pedestal. Her poems are so beautiful. And they're relatable. It touches you someplace. It seriously does. And Q, soul conversations with Q. Like, let's go. Let's, I mean, and I have, I have other stuff in the works. I have some, I have some other stuff coming out that I'm really, really, really excited about. I'm so excited about, I I don't want to talk on it yet because I want to get it more figured out, more hammered out. But y'all know, y'all know we be in the car riding, so it's, it's, it's coming. I'm not sure when it's going to come, but it's definitely coming. I'm really excited about it. You know, we, we definitely have a rich soul family. And it's important that we that we support each other because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to show up and just say, look at me, listen to me. And the fact that you guys come and you listen, it means the world. Like, you know, I have like people are like, listen, you got to do curses live. When's the next curses coming out? Waiting for the next playlist. <laughs> that it makes me laugh. It tickles me. <laughs> it means a lot, you know. I just want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end this by um. By saying, you know, you are perfect, and I know that sounds crazy because we always feel like we're in a constant. A constant need of work, a constant need of healing. We never stop healing. We never stop working on ourselves. It's, it is. It's constant. The healing is constant. Making yourself better is constant. But again, there's no competition. We're not even competing with ourselves anymore. It's all about getting better. It's all about saying, okay, it's not about being better than Sydney from yesterday. It's about saying, okay, I noticed this. Now let's fix it. Let's heal it. Let's work on it. It's not about being better. It's about healing it. And you're perfect. You are perfect. If God made you in his image, her image, their image, the image, you're perfect. Your weight is fine. The way you look is fine. You're perfect. You don't need to change. You don't need to change. I don't I don't know how else to like I know. I know the Good Lord, excuse me. I just, child, oh golly. But um, yeah, I was gonna like add a whole part because I was like, you know, I was like, oh shit. But I'm gonna leave it like this, and I hope that everyone um takes from it what they can. You know, the biggest things that I think that stood out to me. Is that you are enough the way you are. You perf- you're perfect the way you are. You got to fuck with yourself heavy. You got to fuck with yourself the way nobody else fuck with you. And if people don't. And that, that helps you move on when people don't want to fuck with you. When people don't show you. If, when people don't show up for you the way you show up for yourself. It's easy to cut them off. How are you going to get mad at somebody. For not fucking with you when you don't fuck with yourself. Like let's keep it a buck. Like, you don't even like you. Why am I supposed to like you? 
why am I, why are you cursing me out for not showing you the same love that you don't show yourself? Get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for that. I'm sorry. The New York really came out. <laughs> it really came out there. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta fuck with yourself. That's the biggest point that I think we gotta take. And that's what I got at 33. And I got it before. You know, the light didn't come on at 30. The lights have been flickering. It's been flickering since like 30. But now at 33, I can strongly say everything that happens after this is happening because I'm Sid's here. Sid's not, I'm not worried about all the different factions of myself because I spent so many times like, you know, either having to be Sid Vicious or Sid. And I like, I compartmentalized myself so much. I broke myself down so much that I made personalities for every part of myself. We're all one person and God knows who you're going to get when they come, but we all one person and you're going to figure it out when they come. But I'm so unapologetic. I show up authentically no matter where the fuck I show up. I'm the same on this podcast as I am in person, as I am online, as I am in the classroom. The only difference is that I don't cuss in the classroom all the time. That's the only difference. I am, I am who, like, I am who I am no matter where I go. Like Hove said in the line, you was who you were before you got here. I'm all, I've always been the way I am, but I was afraid. So I would like blame it on character traits or I would say, you know, like trauma bonding. No, fuck that. I'm who I am. You either love me or you leave me alone. I love you for who you are. I love people's shadows because I love my own shadow. My shadow pulled me out of fires. I, yo, the things that I've been through in my life, and it's not like, oh, let me tell you about all my hard times. It's never about that. We are blessed because of the things that we walked through. The things that we've gone through, there's no victims. We survived things. I've survived things that my shadow got me through. I couldn't have gotten through it without my spiritual team, without God and angels and ancestors and all of the people who who hold me down when I have no idea what's going on. And I love the shadow in you. I love the angel in you. And I, I, I mean that wholeheartedly. I love you guys. I love you for listening. The 13 that rock with me. The 13 that that stay listening. And I know I'm going to be way more consistent with coming out with content. I always like, you know, I'm kind of my hardest, my harshest critic. I'm like, well, I did that and it was a lot and a lot of people didn't listen to it, but I'm not doing that. And I said to myself, like, you know, I'm just going to pump out the content every week. You know, I, I have my nephews here and my sister and my mom. And I'm like, there's so many people in my house. So people are going to now like, listen. Listen, y'all, y'all, listen. Y'all either fucking with it or you not. That's where we are at this point. The people in here be running around, they be crazy. I try to find the quietest points of the day to record shit. If it's too crazy, I'm not going to publish it. But for the most part, what's coming out to you, I feel good behind. I feel positive behind. So, like, you know deal with me just like I deal with you like I, I I love y'all and I accept y'all for how y'all are you know Mary said take me as I am or have nothing at all it's okay to let people walk away from you real shit if people want to walk away from you let them go blood 
<laughs> Let them go, blood. I'm sounding like Jenny. <laughs> so that's Jenny. That's Jenny Lynn Hart coming out. No, if people want to leave, let them go, B. Let them go because what you do to yourself by trying to get them to stay does so much more damage. I realized in doing a lot of the work that I'm doing, it is so easy to blame to put blame outward but when you really start dealing with decisions that you made and the things that you've gone through you end up finding yourself being so much more upset with yourself because you knew better you find yourself being more upset with yourself because you could have said no you could have said okay you should have said yes so I keep I keep saying I'm gonna wrap it up and then I go on a tangent (laughs) so let me wrap it up with this my beautiful loves my beautiful peoples, my beautifuls. I don't have a name for you guys because I, sh- I, I don't think that naming people, like it gives me a sense of community, yeah, but it's also a lot of, like how about you guys? You guys tell me what you think that we should we should be called. Like what do you think that, because you guys are not followers and like it's a listenership yes but we're but we're we're together this is a community what do you think that a community should be called go to why underscore not underscore pod and tell me like you know what do you think our community should be called and you could always feel free to like say whatever you want i'll post a con i'll post a, a picture for this episode and you can be like oh i heard the episode and i think that is great or i hope th- i heard the episode and i think you're full of shit or you know i heard the episode and please don't be crying on here because that's not what i listen to this for <laughs> feel free to say whatever you like because it's, it's important that you get those things out and those things don't hurt me you saying how you feel doesn't hurt me if you say something crazy i'm gonna I'm going to like delete it. I might curse you out and block you, but don't be afraid to speak up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was originally going to like sing ultra light beam from Kanye West, but I can't do that because I just Kanye West. You know what? Something in me is like, don't even go there. Don't go there because this is going to turn into like a whole hour and a half podcast about you cussing people. I ain't fist to cuss nobody. They're saying don't even go. I'm hearing somebody say don't even touch on Kanye. But I'm going to leave with this. And I just before I say this, you know, I love you guys so much. I love you for listening. And it's not easy being in this being in this quarantine. is not easy. Having to face yourself is not easy. But it's worth it. And I'm going to quote Ultralight Beam from Kanye. I ain't going to sing it. And I think it was Chance the Rapper who said it. So I feel better because it wasn't Kanye directly who said it. But whatever. It's, it's, it's like, you know, six of one and a half dozen of the other. But um, it says, I'm trying to keep my faith. But I'm looking for more. Somewhere I can feel safe and in my holy war. I'm trying to keep my faith. This is an ultralight beam. This is an ultralight beam. This is a God's dream. This is everything. (laughs) (laughs) What I said I wasn't going to say. Everything. 
yeah so um oh yeah and that's another thing like i'm over here trying to teach myself how to sing i'm using this quarantine to do everything trying to teach myself how to hit whistle notes like i'm just i'm out of control but yeah um it's important to keep your faith and i want you guys to listen to jenny lynn hart's um podcast i know i've spoke on it earlier jenny lynn hart and be apologetic if you have time today or even in this week to listen to two other podcasts besides this one because you're already listening to this one you're at the end you're at the end here you're at the end of the road oh no (laughs) yeah it's time for me to get off of here (laughs) oh god um yeah if you can listen to those two please do like you guys you have to have faith and you have to have love you have to love yourself and B talks about that this week you know loving yourself and Jenny this week is talking about it's not about hope hope aligns with fear it's it's about faith believing it's not about it's about believing so I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave it here I promise this time, beautifuls, I'm going to leave it here. We're on an ultralight beam. This is a God stream. This is everything. (laughs) All right, I got to (laughs) go. All right, I got to go. All right, beautifuls, until I get in the car (laughs) and I pick you up once again. (laughs) Until I get, okay, let me, all right, come on now. Come on now. Come on, y'all. Gosh, let's get it together. Tighten up. Tighten up. Get it together. All right. (laughs) All right, beautifuls. Until I get in the car and wrench around one more again to pick you up. I love you. Thank you for listening because you could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. And I appreciate that. So until next week, because I'm going to try to get an episode out every week. So until next week, I love you. Later days.